welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, to be alive in this time. Seems like our timing is exquisite. I don't know if you've been catching the sunrise lately, but the beauty in the dawn right now is epic. We've got the moon. This morning was the moon and a Venus and a Jupiter conjunction. Jupiter and Venus are going to continue this conjunction in the sign of Pisces at the sunrise. So I want to talk about that. And then, of course, we have the solar eclipse that's occurring. This is happening on Saturday, April 30th, and I'm super excited to get into the significance around the eclipse and a little bit more about the axis of love and power. We have a lot of these lessons coming through the eclipse cycle, and then there's a lot of lessons in the Taurus sign. So we want to revisit the sensory and perce- the sensory system and the perception through the sensory system. And, you know, we actually have our one of the planets, Pluto, going retrograde as of Friday, April 29th. So that'll maybe be subtle and a subtle shift, but we'll feel the retrograde energy kicking on a little bit in addition to this eclipse energy. So, yeah, let's tune in. Take a nice deep breath and find your seat or your feet (laughs) and really ground. This grounding is so crucial, especially as this Taurus energy kicks in. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of earthing going on, this reconnecting and recommitting to the earth in nature through our experience and through our sensory system. And so today in the little tune up in the little tune in, I want to really emphasize how we can use that grounding, that visualization of really grounding and connecting to the earth, the actual planet earth that we live on, mama earth. (laughs) You know, that earth day is every day. Yes, it is. So we want to ground into the earth and Feel our roots and really let your breath just drop into its own natural timing. Feel that rhythmic cycle that is yours. As the ebb and flow, the in and the out occur, you want to start to tune into the rhythmic pulse of that, which is your heartbeat and your timing. And just feel how that pulse can create circulation from your roots up through your legs and hips, through the spine, through the heart and the throat, through the arms and the fingertips, through the center of the skull. And that energy that surrounds you. 
It's like a water fountain. It comes up from the rooted earth through your central axis and back out and around again. It's actually called the Taurus. <laughs> you may have seen this visual. I've shown, if you've been in class with me or if you've done private work with me, you know what I'm talking about. The toroidal flow, the toroidal shape is like a donut almost. It goes up through the central axis and circulates out and back around. And the art and the idea is that we want to try to ground our energy in a way where we can have this recycling, this cyclic giving and receiving from the earth through ourselves out into the energy field that surrounds us which helps other people. And then it comes in plants and animals. And then it comes back into the earth and up through us again to regenerate. So I love that image. And uh, I'll try to post one on my Instagram so that you can see what I'm talking about with this Taurus, this, this actual shape of a Taurus. <laughs> uh, and I'm not talking about the Zodiac Taurus. I'm talking about an actual shape that occurs in nature. So by grounding into our own toroidal flow, that pulse that we that we create through our centering practice, we want to start to really ground that, again, our own natural timing and tune into our rhythmic nature. And I just feel this so strongly and I can see it in the, in the embodiment work that I do with myself and others. There is a real deep gift in being able to find your center of gravity, ground your energy, and then tune into the field around us. And so this, this anchoring through our center and this creating this circulation can actually help to activate some of our sensory system in a way where we can feel, hear, taste, touch, see, all, you know, we can see the, and experience the world through our senses in a centered state. This is a really, really beautiful practice. And so I just encourage as you, I encourage all of us as we continue to move through these cycles, to move through time and space, just drop in, find your seat, find your feet. doesn't matter at any given point. It takes but a moment to just find your center of gravity, ground through the earth, and then let that breath and your own timing help to activate an energetic flow, a circulation, not only through your physical body, but in the field around you. And this is so important because the sensory system, like I was saying before, that can be activated through this sense of awareness in our physical body and our physical experience can then start to translate into mind into emotional state, we start to learn how to tune in to how we're feeling and whether or not we're centered or not. And the breath and the grounding practice is such a great way to bring us all back. And I just, I feel like as we start to engage in, you know, as we start to really engage in the world again, you know, things are activating more. I mean, we're, I'm, we're just putting ourselves out there more in all various ways, not just physically but all the ways that we're pushing boundaries and learning to express ourselves in new ways, like we've been talking about, there comes this sense too of understanding the feedback, the resonance or feedback that's coming back to us. And so it's really cool if you have a Pilates practice or if you've ever been on the equipment, you 
or even Tai Chi or some sort of martial art, yoga as well does this. It's the idea of being able to feel the oppositional energies and the feedback. The Pilates equipment in the spring is so deep in this teaching because it teaches us how to really meet the edge of our space and our field. And through that, we can start to observe the feedback again. So like, for example, I've been talking a lot about resonance versus you know, just finding that resonant frequency. And so much of how we do that is through our ability to be centered and grounded enough and aware enough to tune in to feel, is this something that's giving me energy or is this something that's taking energy away? And that practice, it can be exercised through the senses. So we always, we know when a good song hits, like it almost hits us in our heart. And that's how I get with music, especially. Some people find this with cooking or with painting or with, you know, I mean, just any of the ways that you can experience color, you can hear the sound, you can taste things, you can smell things, you know, it's like all the ways that we can use our sensory experience to start to really heighten our sense of awareness for one, but two, the sense of presence, because that presence gives us our maximum, like it's, it sets us up for our highest potential. When we're not present and in the moment, it's really, really tricky to actually activate and get things done. I'm sure you know this. In the whole multitasking, the idea of multitasking, I've been really like taking this to heart because I feel like for me right now, I can multitask, but on like a real deep level, if there's something I'm trying to focus on, there's nothing more important than just working with like one step at a time. Or if there's like a big project that you're trying to accomplish, it's like a one step, one thought, one breath, one day at a time. Like we kind of have to build. That's, you know, this is this earth energy again. It's like we're building brick by brick, layer by layer, you know, of, of what we're trying to create in, in this new world, so to speak, you know? And so Again, it's like the more of us that are centered and grounded and present and intentionally layering our lives with the things that are resonant to our to the direction we're trying to go. I mean, bam, that's where we're headed. So practice this in your tuning in. Just practice tuning in throughout the week as much as you can. Just if you feel yourself getting off center or if you feel like you need a little energy, find your seat, find your feet. Take that deep breath and start to feel that circulating toroidal energy of that earth coming up, that earth energy feeding you from up. It's actually electric earth feeding you up through your central axis, up and out the crown and out into the field, your field. (laughs) Okay. Now let's talk about the solar cycle because that has to do with this. (laughs) So right now, as we talked about last week, the sun is in Taurus, the sign of Taurus. It's the middle of spring. And I was really going off about how we can cultivate our sensory perception. And I can't stop talking about it. I feel like this is one of the main lessons of Taurus, of the eclipses, of the next at least year, if not like 16 months. Um, I mean, it's, it's really going to be a main focus. I feel like it's a main, one of our main focuses and help what's going to help us bridge into the future that we're trying to create these new ideas that we're trying to birth and these, you know, we're really starting from scratch in a way, not from scratch, but we're starting from a, from a really, 
Like it reminds me of, of middle spring, like Taurus. It's, you know, we're pulling weeds out of the garden bed. We're turning over the soil. We've been doing a little bit of that in, in Aries. It depends on where you are in the planet, but definitely by Taurus, we're, we're working the soil in new ways and we're starting to see sprouts and life coming through because of the, the, that cultivation. And so it's kind of that same thing for, I feel like for ourselves, the big message is how can we start to, again, tune in, in a way where the earth can start, we can start to hear the earth and nature, the elements speak to us. I know some of you know what I'm talking about, but this is especially important as like the climate and the situation on the planet has been changing so much. And I know that there's many of you, if you're listening to this, there's a really good chance you're already taking a lot of action in your own personal life and how to, you know, support the earth and planet. I'm asking myself and anyone else who's willing to take this to the next level. It's to take this to the next level requires all of us to take responsibility for ourselves and our presence, not just the actions that we take, but our actual presence and the kind of energy that we're ready to ground and sustain. It's that fixing energy of Taurus. And there's a lot of fixed energy with the solar eclipse as well as Saturn right now. There's a lot of energy in the in the chart and in the astrology that's hearkening to the sustaining and the fixing of energy, which means we kind of have to hold the pose. And if you do yoga, you know what I'm talking about as far as holding the pose. You know, it's always that moment like right before you bend your knee or you try to step away or lower your arms that you actually like right before that point is where we we realize that maybe some major growth can, can occur. And so this is the place where this is a time and space. I'm feeling like it's so important for all of us to double down on that earthing quality and seeing like, again, how present can I get? How much can I put in? How deep can I sink my root into the earth and like create a foundation, a steady, solid foundation as the things change, as this, as things shift and change and the energy is moving. And of course, there's a lot of things up in the air in a lot of ways. And as far as like social, political, economic, I mean, it's, there's so much transformation occurring. And so the best place to find that steadiness is within ourselves, within our heartbeat, within our sensory reception our sensory perceptions, our ability to tune in and feel the feedback, the call of earth. And so like, I keep thinking so much about, you know, with the, not just with the sun and the moon, but with the cycles of the seasons in general and how they really do feel like they've been changing and, um, what I would say is, is like, there's this one, one aspect is to pray for rain, which I do. There's another aspect of giving gratitude for the water that I have, which I do. And there's another practice of being able to fine tune our ability to be present when like the winds are really high 
to not let ourselves get caught up and swept away from high winds, but rather stay grounded and present and tune in and see if I can be an anchoring force and use my breath work to calm and soothe and know that the earth, the elements are speaking to us. So let them speak, you know, and then tune in, listen, be present, and also hold a steady anchored vibe instead of one that's crazy and fretful and talking about all of the fret it's it's really this is like these are the days like especially with this Taurus this axis of love and power like I was saying last week is about us finding our power and asking ourselves how much can we love how much can we love ourselves and the world we live in (laughs) it requires a very deep and profound sense of presence and awareness and so this Taurus this solar cycle right now we got the sun in Taurus. And then on the eclipse on April 30th, we'll have the moon in Taurus. They'll both be at 10 degrees. And then we have Uranus continuing to be in Taurus. It's at 14 degrees right now. And the North Node. And the North Node being there again is the North Node is always like pointing us towards it's like towards the future, the direction that we're going. And as much as we can work the Taurus energy that earth fixing, sustaining energy, the appreciation and the grace and the love and the, the just like reveling in, in the experience of our sensory system can be so profound and nurturing and helping us move toward the future in that North node and the Uranus there, it brings unpredictability, but it also brings a higher sense of understanding and communication through that earth and the scent through that earth energy and the sensory system along with all of the Pisces that's been happening and this week you know with those alignments we had five planets in Pisces there's four now but we've had we've had a lot of Piscean energy that's been taking us to this higher spiritual consciousness this higher just beyond I mean it's just this unbound and liberated freedom and spirituality combined with now grounding it and having an experience through our senses with it it's so it's so deep and there there are a lot of layers but what i would say is that you know as far as making plans or intentions and prayers for the future the highest in the top of the list should be self-awareness and a sense of healthiness and just like, again, trying to get that resonant frequency as steady and rhythmic as possible. Because the more we allow, like, again, if we allow ourselves to get carried away with all of the, all of the communication and the media and the propaganda, I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff. The more that there's all kinds of just like the misinformation, the whole thing, there's so many layers to all of it. And again, it's like how we defeat that, how we combat that is not by trying to re-educate everyone, (laughs) but rather re-educate ourselves in the sense of coming into our own presence and tuning in with that sensory system will really teach. It's been teaching me deeply the sense of how I had to know and be present in my own awareness to be able to make discerning to make discerning decisions and to be critically, 
to be able to think critically and open-minded, you know, and I just feel like that this openness, but this groundedness, that's this balance we're playing with right now is staying open enough to love and to give and to receive, but also grounded enough to have, to be able to anchor that power, to anchor our own presence and our sense of self. So gosh, big time Taurus lessons. <laughs> Uh, so that's the, that's the solar cycle. Now the lunar cycle is basically very, it's the same. I just, it's the same thing as what what the solar cycle is. It's cool when we have a new moon. So the new moon takes place in, in Taurus. So the sun and the moon are both in Taurus. That's what makes it a new moon that occurs on Saturday, April 30th. And what makes it an eclipse is that the North Node is there. And if so that the North Node and the South Node always show us where eclipses occur. And when the sun and the moon are on the same side of the earth in alignment, that's what makes that eclipse. And so the North Node marks that place in space where the sun and the moon, their paths cross. And so if you saw it from space, if you were looking above on a planetary level, the earth or the moon would be, be in the middle of the sun and the planet earth. And so they say that the moon is eclipsing the sun, which makes it a solar eclipse. So solar eclipses happen on um, new moons. They are really, this, is, this one's really interesting because... Uh, it's the first one that's happening in Taurus with the North Node in Taurus in approximately 18 years. So you can, you know, you can look at your chart, you can see, or you could look at your journal or your calendar and see like, what was I doing 18 years ago? <laughs> and that there's like an eclipse. There was the, the North Node was eclipsing the sun and, you know, the eclipses were happening with the North Node in Taurus and the South Node in Scorpio. And so that's like, that's so cosmic, you know, it's like, okay, here we are at this alignment that hasn't happened in 18 years. And then there with this one that makes it so unique is that we also have Uranus there. Uranus was not there in the last eclipse cycle with Taurus. And so the Uranus, it, they're, they're not all totally together. This is a partial eclipse. It's not completely, totally aligned where we'll actually see the complete shadow or the complete shape of the moon cover the sun. That's a total eclipse. It's a partial one. And, and you can look up on the almanac to see exactly where it is. It's not visible from the U.S. So there's that. But the what you want to think about as far as like tuning into these eclipses is that in an 18-year cycle, there's so much growth and evolution. And if you just kind of even look at just if we just go through the numerology of it, the chronology of it, 18 is, you know, you, is a general time when folks leave their leave the nest, you know, or you have a child leave the nest at their, when they're 18. 36 is a pivotal moment around 36. And this is a give and take around, you know, because um, it's approximately 18. It's not exact. It's approximately 18 years. But you can look at the 36 angle or era and see what was happening around 36 to 38. What was I up to 
And you can see big growth patterns happen when you can reflect through the nodal returns is what they're called. And so just observing in your own life, what was happening in the last 18 or 36, or depending on how long you've been on the planet, you can do some math and get some really deep insight. And what you'll probably find, what's the, a common occurrence through the solar eclipses and the lunar eclipses is that these are, these are pivotal, again, they kind of hold a destined, they hold a, a, a message of the future and the past. They hold a message of how to transform from where we've been into where we're going. And that's always the message, no matter what the North Node and South Node are in. However, when they revisit a sign, and it could potentially be a sign that your North Node is in, then there's some deep information for you to either evolve through or I call them evolutionary pathways because I feel like they're major growth, their their growth, their pathways to to evolving your growth. And so a lot oftentimes big decisions can be made or you'll you'll see like life, just like major life decisions happen. And they could be like very small as far as like the decision that took you, I made that decision and now I'm on this path instead of that one path that I could have taken. It can feel like a moment, like a small decision, but that could change your whole, the whole nature and path of your, of your trajectory. And so, you know, look at that and see in your own life, is there anything, and there might be something right now that you're weighing decisions on. And so, um, I would say definitely to feel into this Taurus energy and, instead of trying to think it so much or push it into action, see if you can sense. We're looking for a sense, sensing and perceiving and observing and tuning into not just yourself, but the elements, the world around you. And there, I hope you understand, but there's a lot of information that can be gained just from the observation and correlation as well. We talk about almost every sesh. Okay, so the other thing I want to say that's important and significant about eclipses is that, so like right now, this first eclipse is beginning with a new moon in Taurus, and then in two weeks we'll have the soul, we'll have the lunar eclipse that's on a full moon, and so that'll be more Scorpio. The Scorpio energy will be coming online a little bit more as far as the the nodal axis in the eclipse. This one is kind of breaking for me. It feels like we're breaking the ice. We're getting ready. Here we go. We're starting this new cycle. The North node has been in Taurus, but now it's coming into alignment with the earth, the sun and the moon. And we have a real opportunity with the new moon to set a, a set. Like these are, if you were going to align yourself with any new moon or full moon, which we'll talk about every lunar cycle, I'm going to talk about them. The eclipses are the potent ones because, again, this this true, this almost perfect alignment of the sun and the earth and the moon coming together, whether it's total or partial, it doesn't matter. This this moment in space, this place in space where the the three celestial bodies that are almost like the most relevant and important to us as humans on earth. These are the cycles that we want to tune into the, the most. If you were going to catch any new moon intentional wave, this is the one. Because we're having this Taurus solar energy kicking on and then we get to play with it. And 
and, and practice and experience it and, and just kind of engage in it and embody it for six months. Because then by the time the Scorpio energy kicks in, we're going to be set up for another eclipse cycle, which that'll be the Scorpio cycle. It still has the Taurus influence because it's the axis of love and power. However, this one is, you know, so this one is the Taurus lesson. It's sparking it all off. And so again, if there was any lunar alignment that you were going to tune into, this is the one. The eclipses are the ones that you can work the most. So whether you knew your chart or not, or whatever, it does not matter. But if you know your chart, even better. I'm going to talk a lot more about all of these different aspects and layers and how you can start to maximize these next six months and personalize it according to your chart in the Evolutionary Pathways Eclipse sessions that I'm going to be teaching. So if you're interested in that, tune into that. We'll get into it more and we'll be, like I said, this is the story for a while. So we'll be talking more about it and I'm hoping that you have an opportunity to to kind of check in and see what does this feel like for me? <laughs> and so what I was getting ready to say a few moments ago too, is that even if you didn't want to look at the, even if you didn't know your chart, no big deal. Because again, the solar and lunar eclipses that are going to be happening in this next moon cycle are setting the tone for the next six months. So it's all about being able to customize it tune into our own sense of ourself and our presence and feel into our own observations and correlations and then see how we can't start to work this earth energy in these next six months so that we can start to take some power from that. That's what the the Scorpio energy is really bringing. The Taurus is bringing that love, foundational grounding energy and the Taurus is going to help us to activate that power within that. So yeah, so have fun. Happy eclipse season. <laughs> One other thing I want to say about the Taurus season, you know, I, I'm not going to stop talking about the sensory perception business. <laughs> However, I do want to say this, that it, you can start to think about it too, is that like the earth energy is also really about bringing things into the third dimension. It's like mat, it's like matter materializing the matter and so I've talked about this in the past as far as the evolution of the that occurs in the zodiac and how the Aries is that spark of life, that flame, that energy of like will and willingness. The Taurus is like experiential. It's looking to start to thir- to to have the senses through the senses we can start to experience the world and through our body potentially if we're, you know, getting good at this stuff through our mind and our spirit as well, but definitely through our senses, through our body and our senses, we can start to have more experience in the third dimension. And I make the, I've made this joke a lot. Like when people start talking about 5d and 6d and 11, you know, the fifth dimension and the 11th dimension. I mean, I'm down with all of it, but I also make a joke because I teach, I've been teaching Pilates since 2005 and I feel like I'm constantly having to remind people that they're in their, they're in a physical body. It's like, I make a joke, like, do you know where your feet are? (laughs) Do you know where you are in time and space? Like, are you aware that you have feet? 
<laughs> you know, and so it becomes this thing of just like to get into our physicality, to get into our body and really connect, reconnect and, and commune with the earth and the elements of fire, air, water, earth, ether, you know, all of the elements, the more we can start to connect and commune through our physical body in that way, we can start to, again, ground some of this Taurus energy and manifest manifest in the third dimension what we're trying to do the world we're trying to to bridge to build so you know it's there's this other uh, you know the albert einstein e equals mc squared if you know me well you've heard me talk about this it's actually in the full moon song that i wrote and dropped in episode three i talk about the equals mc squared in that energy equals matter squared times the, the speed of light. Mm. So the point of that is, is that we can materialize with the amount of energy we put in to the amount of energy that we put in to something to materialize it. We can double that with the speed of light and actually start to man. It's a, it's, it's like a tool for manifestation. I don't think that's actually how Einstein was probably use that or <laughs> there may be some, physicians out you know some physics folk that are going to hear me say that and just remember we're philosophizing and we're waxing philosophy and our own personal experience and ideas here so I take some of these concepts and I try to juxtapose them in other ways in order to be more adaptable and agile through my mind body spirit through my sensory perception and through my physicality so that's what the big message is what the big um that's what the big lesson I think is going to be for all of us is to how how tuned in can we get to our physicality and our senses and our sense of ourselves and really grounding that energy in order to materialize and manifest what we're trying to build, bring into this earth onto this earth in this really incredible time to be alive so exquisite timing folks I'm telling you okay so the final things I want to talk about, some other astrological insights and aspects that are happening is that the, like I talked about before, Pisces was loaded up last week and it still is. There's Mars at 11 degrees, Neptune at 24, and then we have Jupiter and Venus that I talked about in the intro. Along with the moon for a while, they have been in the morning sky right before the sunrise it is so gorgeous and I just encourage you in the next few days in the next like three or four days to to if you can get up before the sun and look to the east it's like a southern southeastern to the east you will see Jupiter's brighter than Venus right now because it's bright I mean it's brighter than Venus all the time Usually Venus by itself is the brightest morning star, as I've talked about before, but Jupiter is joining it right now. And so they're together. Jupiter and Venus are together in the morning sky, and that conjunction is going to be exacting again on the eclipse. And so they'll both be at 27 degrees. So it's pretty profound. I talked about this last week. We had the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, and then... We had Venus and Neptune conjunction, and now we have Venus and Jupiter conjunction. 
And what I want to say about that too is that Pisces being the final sign of the Zodiac, that's like the ultra spiritual consciousness. It's like the, you know, it's like the evolving beyond matter actually. It's like transcending material into and being able to go into the etheric and the, the ethers. And that's what makes it so unbound and free, right? So it's kind of powerful that we're, we've had this like re coming back to like finish up this and transcend a little bit of this, this energy that we've been working through over the last couple of years on the planet with, with Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter, they were in Capricorn and then they're like, we got some Aquarius energy coming. This Piscean energy of these three meeting there specifically feels like that amplifying the love frequency and also just getting, getting ourselves to a place like Jupiter and Venus is like getting ourselves to a place where we can start to really feel that, feel that expansion and that openness, the, the ability to, to take up space in, in our sense of appreciation in the way that we love. And, you know, so what kind of like what I talked about at the beginning, a lot of this has to do with gratitude. Like that higher love frequency is actually a sense of appreciation and contentment. That presence has a sense of all loving, all all knowing, all presence. It's like really getting ourselves open enough so that we can be that conduit again, that for the, the cycle, this, this, the circulation of, of life to flow through us. And again, just like anchoring in the present moment and being rooted in the earth really allows us to see the things that we, and I hope over the last couple of years, especially we've all come to see the things that we appreciate the most and what's most meaningful in our lives. And so, like I said, we're kind of amplifying that, doubling down on our appreciation and our willing to our willingness to nurture that more and take care of that and let it, it grow and take up room and space. It's also that just that sense of like overwhelming gratitude. I mean, just real gratitude and grace for what is. What is working? What is flowing? What's in tune? How am I connected? It's blessing the day, blessing the food. You know, you can use whatever words you want. You don't have to pray on it if it's not, if that's not resonant to you, but it's, it's about that appreciation and that gratitude. And, you know, I have this practice that I do and I shared it with my mom and I actually got it from my teacher, my yoga teacher who it's not with us right now, but I'll talk more about her in the future. But I, I got this practice from her a few years back. This was five or six years ago. And it was this practice of blessing myself. And it's like a way of really just being appreciative for like, I basically practice it in the shower. It's like, I bless my hands. I bless my heart. I bless my legs. I bless my feet. I bless my back. I wash my face. I bless my face. I bless my teeth. You know, it's like, put your hands on your eyes. You can bless your eyes, bless yourself, just giving appreciation and love to that, which is, which you have that's working for you. That's healthy. That's vital. Um, 
And so I feel like as, as the Pisces energy continues, but it's also in the phase, you know, it's phasing out. We have some last moments of, of really just taking, taking these new, see, we're looking to build a new practice to build a new way, or, I mean, I'm really just trying to double down on my practices, but you might be looking for a way to like, like I'm ready to live a new way. I'm ready to live life, a a life of fulfillment. And part of that is just like, again, taking advantage of like living in rhythm, taking advantage of these cosmic waves that actually come to help facilitate some of this growth. So that's why I study it too, to kind of go, wow, this is a moment. Like if you can't do it now, good luck. You know, so these are the days where we want to love ourselves more. We want to appreciate and tune in to our sense, our sensory perceptions, our sense of ourselves, our sense of our, of awareness and getting that resonant frequency amplified that's just like radiating love and your full soul shine. I know you know what I'm talking about. And so a couple other little last minute things I want to talk about as far as the aspects is that the is really interesting because the nodes in this in this eclipse is going to be squaring. It has been and it's going to continue to be squaring Saturn, which is in Aquarius. And again, it's reminding me of like we're building the future. We're building the future. So how can we start to layer in all the ways that we, all the things that we want to bring into our lives, all the things that we want to start to cultivate and practice and nurture? It's like that square, as we've talked about so much, it can create a little bit of friction, but it also can create quite a bit of action orientation and so I'm just encouraging you like in all the ways that you can take steps like layering it in is just like a prep making it a practice doing things one day at a time one step at a time one thought at a time one breath at a time you know and really using that is us like the more we practice it and and create a little bit of form and foundation before you know it, we're going to have a full-on structure, a new structure that we've built that's oriented and geared towards a more, more vital experience for humanity, for the planet, for the animals, you know, for, for, for humanity, especially with Aquarius. Like, we need to get our game. We need to get everybody, whoever's ready, like, let's go roll call. Like we got to get our game up. Now's the time, you know, stay up, step up. Let's go. This is the time, <laughs> but no pressure. Cause it's just one day at a time, but like, you ready? Let's go. This is the perfect time to do it. So, and then the last but not least, you know, I'm telling you, take your power back. Look for the places with that South node and Scorpio are really being given an opportunity to, to look into all those places that maybe we don't want to put that on the, maybe we don't want to put that in the layers that we're building. Maybe we don't, maybe it's not serving us anymore. And it's, it's looking to see like, is this giving me energy or is it taking me, taking energy away from me? And if it's taking energy away, can you be brave enough? Can we love ourselves enough to move from those old habits, those old patterns? And again, it's all for the future. It's for a brighter future. So more power to you and to all of us. 
lots of love and support and blessings your way. Love and blessings from me to you. So thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. I love it. This is like, this is just giving me so much joy. And I just want to tell you that if you're interested in getting a little deeper, the eclipse is happening. The eclipse sessions are happening, eclipsing the axis of love and power. First session is on Saturday, the 30th on the solar eclipse. If you can't make it to the live recording, I'm going to have a recording and you'll be able to watch it. I'll have it up for you later that day. So you can watch it before the, you know, on the day of the eclipse or anytime after whenever it's convenient for you. And then there's the second event is on the Sunday, the 15th, which is the lunar eclipse. So we'll do a little tune in like we do. We're going to take it. It's going to have this some of the same format here, but we're going to take it much deeper. And I really want to help us all be able to customize it because this is what this is, is about, is finding our own unique expression in this time. And so let's take this wave and maximize it and, and uh, bring some good into this world root into yourself and root into the earth and love yourself love one another uplift yourself uplift one another all right much love and support your way thanks again i really appreciate it (laughs) all right y'all peace